Dylan is the founder and CEO of SoShore, who are revolutionizing the insurance market. If you're fed up with overpaying and being shafted anyway, then head to SoShore for a fairer, easier, and more transparent insurance claiming experience. Dylan comes from the world of financial services, an industry built on FaceTime and where office politics are rife, quite different to the modern leadership styles we've seen on this podcast. And yet social have transformed rapidly and easily into a highly flexible culture. Dylan takes us through this transformation with candor and good humor. A delightful and fun guest. I hope you enjoy this colorful character as much as I enjoy chatting with him. Okay, so Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, thank you for having me. Great stuff. Um, so look, for some companies, the transition to remote working is, is very tough. And for other companies, it feels like the most natural thing in the world. Where would you put social on that scale? Uh, probably in the latter, if I'm honest. Um, we, we've all been, well, the whole systems are cloud-based, so, and everyone's got a laptop. So basically, it's quite simple. Um, I mean, we were set up to be able to have people work from home when they chose to. Um, we actually encourage um, mem some members to actually do take a day out of the office so they can't be interrupted by meetings and just get on and do their work. So it's been uh, reasonably uh, easy in that regard um, in terms of the infrastructure wise. Um, in terms of meeting wise, uh, there are differences that have to occur in the way you uh, operate as a team. Um, and I'm sure you'll be asking further questions on that, so I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> So look, you're a startup, you're backed by venture capitalists, um, you're a driven, dare I say, impatient leader too. And I'm guessing that all of this means that moving quickly as an organization is pretty important. How do yeah. you work remotely and still move quickly? So in terms of, um, the, 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 I suppose it starts with the structures we have as a team. Um, there are not that many meetings. Um, so that means that everyone can kind of patch in on, uh, on a, a video a conferencing system of their choice uh, to, uh, to, to meet up and discuss whatever has to be done. We kind of don't believe too much in too many meetings, that just loses productivity. I think the, the difficulty uh, arise mostly in kind of communication. Um, so I think that's the key, uh, where, especially when you're having to manage teams, you have to communicate a lot more, uh, which you wouldn't necessarily have to, you know, a quick, I'll grab you for five seconds, um, on the uh, in the office is suddenly kind of you've got to schedule it and so on. So it takes probably an extra hour uh, per per day, I suspect, of um, of communication to the team. But otherwise, in terms of productivity of the team, I've got to say the first two weeks were probably a bit down. I think we probably lost about twenty percent productivity. But we've been back up, and if not more now, now everyone's settled into this new way of life. And what's interesting is I've had several employees say, actually, you know what, I quite like this. I wouldn't mind actually being paid less and working from home. <laughs> so um, uh, it's uh, it, it, just quality of life is just so much better. So that Fantastic. is when they, that's in the, in the circumstances where they're not locked at home um, day in day out. Um, but um, uh, you know, because uh, that's uh, quite different. And I think that's the third part of it. And I think that's where the, for me, as a leader of a business, that is what I was actually already thinking about on day one. How do we maintain morale, team spirit, and uh, and just general kind of well-being of the team when this could be going on for several months? And 
different people react very differently to confinement. Um, you know, whether you are living with your partner uh, and even potentially your children, and that causes a whole bunch of new issues um, for your, um, uh, for the stresses around your life. But also if you're living alone, that also causes um, stresses too. So it's just, and I've been, you know, touching base with every employee to make sure that how they're feeling about things and, you know, um, and how, you know, not just work, but also personal life and trying to get a, a, um, a sense of what I, what structures I need to put in place further, if need be, around that. Yeah, no, makes sense. Um, just going back to the the sort of remote and 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 office based culture for a second, because you come from uh, the world of finance and private equity, and I, I know for you, FaceTime office culture was important to you once upon a time. Um, yeah. Apart from COVID, what what's what's changed your mindset here? Um, so don't get me wrong. If you're talking about business and actually doing deals and um, you want to be able to see someone in the kind of the, the white of the eyes and that personal relationship that you build and the chemistry you can create is never going to be the same over video conferencing as you do in person. So I think it's fine. And actually in terms of where I see the business, where the challenges are uh, around the COVID, it's actually more around working with organizations, creating new relationships can be more problematic, especially for large ones, um, than because you can't have that face-to-face -face meeting and, you know, um, or that coffee or that lunch, you know, where you kind of bond and you kind of say, okay, fine. Um, it's just a lot more functional. But in the longer term, I think there is a mind shift to saying, actually, even the most kind of uh, the industries which are the most tied into that kind of traditional way of doing things yeah. are actually even opening up their eyes and thinking, wow, actually we could be saving money. We could have better quality of life. Um, and it could actually be potentially more productive. So um, I think this, uh, in my mind, this is a wonderful opportunity. Um, this working from home forced upon people because it's, I hope it's going to accelerate the whole movement that we've been talking about for actually probably nearly five years about more working from home. But also, if we think about the environmental issues with that our planet faces, this would solve a big chunk of it. Yeah, if you haven't absolutely. got several million people getting into cars every day to drive half an hour, an hour there and back and actually just work from home a lot more, we're going to be reducing our carbon footprint. So, um, you know, I think there's, a, there's lots of positives that are arising out of this. Um, even though in the short term, there are certainly kind of big pain points um, across the board, the economy, people's lives, um, literally their lives in many ways. Yeah, I, compl I completely agree with you. Um, going back to some of the practicalities for a second, what tools have you found are essential for the social team to operate optimally whilst working remotely? So we haven't, actually, we're just using the same tools as before. Um, what are those? Um, so in terms of internal chat stuff, it's Slack. Um, you've got email, of course. Um, but, and then we've got, and actually with Slack has also got a video as well as your, um, the kind of the email system we use. So it's, um, which is a Google. Um, so you've got, um, you know, Google Hangouts, got a bit of Zoom as we're doing it today. Um, 
and those are effectively the different ways of, of interacting. Um, there have been some attempts by some of the techies um, to adopt some uh, new um, uh, new software, but uh, uh, funny enough, other techies were kind of going, no, not another system to be dealing with. <laughs> so you let them fight it out and uh, made sure he kept it to a minimal. But those, are, those seem like the important tools that keep you um, yeah. thriving. Now, now that we've been in this for a few weeks, you must be starting to see that actually certain employees are not just adapting well, they're, they're really thriving in this new environment. Um, what do you see as the, the three characteristics of those individuals that make them who they, they are and thrive in the remote environment? Hmm. Interesting question. I probably should have thought about it. Um, the It's interesting. It's uh, It's been a mix. So the reason I'm hesitating is because there's also some, um, I suppose, where certain people were in their lives and they're thriving because actually it fits exactly what they're needing right now, which is peace and calm and quiet and solitude. Um, and so that's an element that is uh, required, I think, uh, for, for them at that point. But so there might be kind of a more um, conjectural aspect rather than actually systemic one. And there, in terms of the, the characteristics of people I think who are most comfortable in this environment, there are people who are, I suppose, and I don't think it's just self, okay, so there's two things here. There's the isolation and there's working from home. I think more introverted people are quite comfortable um, working because there's no intera office interaction. Uh, that is um, taking place and they don't really miss it. The extroverts amongst us feel a lot more the need uh, of having that interaction. I'm definitely put my hand up on that one. Um, because uh, uh, the, then afterwards you could actually argue that people working from home need to be self-starters but in a way we've recruited on that basis anyway so everyone on my team is a self-starter. There's nobody who's just, they're not going to be, you know, self-motivated to achieve and, and deliver. So that, that might be a factor, but I don't have a comparison to see if somebody who isn't wouldn't be. Um, that actually feeds into my, my next question, which is, um, you know, moving quickly and uh, working and now working much more autonomously is, is, of, of where you are right now. How, how do you know that the employees aren't just slacking off on, on Netflix, for example? Because um, we're metrics driven and we track what people do and it's all about uh, performance. So it's you can't really hide. We're a small organization. There's no place to hide. And if you're not putting your weight, it will be obvious. Yeah, agreed. So, agreed. Uh, I think it's easier to hide if you're in a large organization. And I know I've got a friend who actually um, came by running and knocked on our door to have a quick chat this morning, two meters away, um, <laughs> was, uh, was saying that um, their boss hadn't even got in touch with them in, in the last three weeks. And you're kind of going, wow. Um, and they're going, 
they don't even they're not even finding out what I've been up to, what I've done, what feedback I've got. And it's like, I mean, it's anathema to me. Uh, it wasn't a horse to them too. But so I think in large organizations, those things can be taking place. But in small organizations, I don't think that's an issue. Got it. Okay. What's the, um, what's the single most surprising thing you've learned about the team uh, in a good way? Um, I suppose in a way their resilience and how they've all adapted to what is a pretty drastic change in lifestyle. Um, especially some of them were going out quite regularly, you know, to gigs and all sorts. And then suddenly stuck at home, but then, you know, found a new passion for cooking or whatever. And um, yeah, but I think it's not just about the team, it's just human beings. I think it was just extraordinary about, you know, we put us with those certain constraints and this is what we do and then put different constraints and this is what we do. But um, uh, I'm just incredibly proud of them all because they've really stepped up. Um, they've all been super proactive in you know, putting up ideas, new things. Uh, I think one thing I'd say is actually difficulty in doing it um, remotely is brainstorming sessions. That's just a lot harder. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, everyone's contributing, providing input, you know, cracking jokes. Um, and we have a lot kind of team catch-ups throughout the week uh, to, and you, you can see how the vibe goes and how people are, are going through things. So it's, uh, no, it's great. Good, excellent. And uh, just two more questions. One is, what measures have you taken personally to separate work and non-work now that the space is the same? Well, as you can see, I've painted my entire room <laughs> social. That's dedication. <laughs> uh, I am working in our guest bedroom that I've set up as a little office. Um, and uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and I literally, um, yeah, because um, my, yeah, it's just, it's quite hard because my wife and daughter are, a, you know, uh, in our home. And so, especially my daughter is very young and doesn't understand why I'm not spending time with her when I'm in the same house. Uh, so it's just, <laughs> uh, it's kind of, uh, yeah, a bit They're not hugely separated. It hasn't been a huge success by the sound of it. No, it is, it is. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I think um, you don't build a business without being able to be incredibly focused. And, and so, you know, I am locked in here and I go down and see them a couple of times a day, but uh, it's pretty much, you know, these are office time hours. What happens is you just adapt your personal life with your office hours. And I think this is what I've seen across the team too, is then, you know, we've got a lot of work to do, so we just get it done, but we don't necessarily do it between nine and six, seven o'clock at night. We, start much earlier in the morning we maybe have a kind of a couple of breaks throughout the day and then work later in the evenings and so and i think this is what i'm saying about the resilience and the um the mindset of the team is just they've adapted their life around with work in a new way um which is a lot more uh productive because actually they're getting more breaks there's a kind of different you're no longer living your kind of uh your nine to seven uh days you're kind of living more fluidly between the two uh, and it has got pros, pros and neg negatives of course and final question um what's the single most important step that you've taken as a team to, to operate in this new normal 
Uh, I can cut that big blank. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's interesting because I don't think there's a special specific step that we took when this new norm took place, but it goes much further and deeper is actually how we've been recruiting people. Um, the, there's, and you know, it's very difficult. It's very different to hire people who want to be working in an office as opposed to people who want to be working remotely and, you know, that's what they're set out to be, you know, um, wanting to be delivering from day one. And we've had to shift from moving from working in an office to uh, we're moving, working remotely. But I think the types of individuals we've, we, we've hired are all people who are self-starters and who enjoy and actually really like the fact that we have this complete empowerment around people's time. So we don't look at uh, your your timesheet. We look at what you get out and what you get, you, what you're doing, and you know the impact you're making on the business. And that has, um, and that means that people enjoy that empowerment. But that also means that, you know, they like the fact also they looked at you know FaceTime. So they don't they're not looked at whether they're in the office or not. So they can be working from home in, in ordinary times anyway. So I suppose it's that specific type of character that we've attracted um, and recruited for that means it's actually less of a big step to be in this uh, in this new world. I love that moment. that's brilliant thank you so much Dylan.